Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. I'm Shauna. Beckler was here today. Uh, he had to leave a little bit early, so you will hear him on the podcast. He is also very much involved in this. Um, unfortunately, his, his young son, Brigham, was feeling a little under the weather, so school phoned and said, could you come pick him up? So he left a little bit early. That's why he's not here for this intro that being said once again he is very much on this podcast and we had a good show too up until that point um we have another uh, really good uh, terry moment that happened with beckler that was i was just killing myself laughing about this it's wednesday so of course we have a heritage moment about a sculpture here in calgary that you know what um it's one of the few art sculptures in this city that didn't get a ton of hate so we'll get to that we talk about altered voices in music, voices that sounded a certain way at one point and then dramatically changed and why that was. And all that is after your Out of Context Couple of Show. What did you get for me? It's balls! Oh, no. That's awful. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Well, I dropped my phone in the toilet yesterday, Beckler. Uh, that's rough. And I just got number one, luckily, but I had urinated, okay? So I stood up. I had urinated. I had urinated. How medical of you. Mm-hmm. I had, my mom doesn't like the word pee, so I'm trying to avoid that term. You so dropped I, some piss. All right, I, dropped, I, got it. I dropped the piss. I'm sure if my mom's listening, she would be horrified. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I stood up right into my own urine. Damn. Of course, real quickly picked it up out of there, even though I was completely disgusted, and I had to like do the whole wave, you know, and just get it out of there. And then I, I tried my best to disinfect it and do everything I could. But honestly, now this is, it's permanently scarred as the piss phone. Like, mm. It's the it's yeah. the worst thing. I'm yeah, so happy. Phone. It is. Like I'm so happy that phones now are slightly water resistant. So that's not as big an issue as it used to be. Yeah, you can wash that right under a tap. Yeah, you can. Too bad it doesn't matter. It's scarred as piss phone from this point forward. Mm. Now when people phone me, it has like a little there's something slightly off about how it sounds too. So that just constantly <laughs> reminds me of the piss that was once on my phone. That so might work its way out. I fell in the river with my phone this this summer and that's it, different. Wasn't urine. Wasn't piss. Yeah. Wasn't straight piss. Nope. Like, do you want to touch this here? Ah, get yeah. it away from me. <laughs> I thought you don't want to touch it either. Ah, no one does. My it's lunch over it's here. Per- <laughs> it's permanently soiled as <laughs> pee phone, okay? Ah, take that back. <laughs> you just threw your back dirty me. old piss phone. I'm, this is it, right? Like, honestly, I can't get over it. I'm going to have to get a new phone now. It sucks. Aren't you, uh, wait a second, aren't you the same the same woman mm-hmm. who washed her, to clean her toilet with an old rag? and then use the same rag to clean her dishes? Yeah, but remember, that wasn't intentional. Right. Right? Still scarred me, but yes, I did do that. Right. You've had some run-ins, hey? Me and and Piss don't get along. You know how it says, like, you've got that signature at the end of your, like, sent from Shauna's iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, it's now just going to have to say sent from Shauna's Piss phone. Everybody's going to (laughs) know. And if you ever call Shauna... Yeah. 
know that you're talking piss to her through. Piss the- <laughs> it's just, that's what it says every time it's phone. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So years ago, we uh, bought a new Christmas tree. Yep. And we gave our old one to McKenna's dad. He didn't have one. And McKenna's like, well, you take this. But he hasn't really set it up like in the last few Christmases. Not really into that sort of thing. Okay. So McKenna's like, well, can we have it back then? Because she would like to be a two Christmas tree house. Right. We discussed this. That's yes. a big deal. Like a one horse town, but a two Christmas tree house. That's, that's right. Give his big deal. So this year we are a two Christmas tree house. We wow. got this uh, Christmas tree back from her dad, um, but he must have stored it in the garage where he does his smoking. Oh no. Because we opened up the bag that it was in and it was just like, whew, Darts. Oh, man. And then we set it up. And you know when you set up an artificial Christmas tree, you have to, like, open up the branches. Yeah. And and as we open the branches, more darts. I just picture the ghost of darts past just, like, (laughs) fluttering out of there. Oh, geez. Get hit (laughs) face by these darts. Woo! So now, anytime I come into the living room where this tree is, it's just like, oh, I smell darts for sure. Oh, my God. Please decorate it as the, the cigarette tree. I don't know if McKenna will go for that. Oh my god! I think that's so a great funny. idea. Put cigarettes all around, and then like the big topper is a giant dart that just <laughs> smokes. It's our oh, Terry Christmas tree. I want a dart tree now. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been up for almost a week, and I still smell darts every time I walk past Did it. Did it so used to be a white tree, out. and now it's yellow? Because that also would be really oh, funny. Be great, just a yellow it? dart tree, guys. Okay, I have a white tree. I'm going to make it a dart tree. A dart tree. You're going to stain it a little yellow? I was debating not putting it up this year, and now I'm like, no, I'm going to make it a dart tree. <laughs> Holy so, hell. Because it's like, what do we do? So she sprayed it with a bit of... Uh, that some doesn't sort- work. No, it just is some sort of like vanilla mist. Now it smells like vanilla and darts. Yes. Like, I can still smell the darts clear as day when I walk in the house. It's like when my mom used to disguise that she wasn't smoking in the car, and she would just put a bunch of perfume. And I'm like, mom, now the car just smells like perfume and darts. Perfume and darts. Yep. Yep. So I don't know how many... How long it's going to take for this thing to air itself out? It may never. It, it may always be our magical, D- magical dart tree. Dart tree. It's like the whole living room smells like straight Darwin's. Oh it's just great. I told McKenna she should put some. Uh, is it baking soda that traps? Yeah, like, it's I'm, for a fridge. Yeah, yeah it brings out so this. Yeah. You should just like whew, blow some of that all over the tree. It'll look like freshly fallen snow, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will help Maybe to sap help some the of the Darwin smell out of there. Holy so crap, that's funny. Yeah. And a Terry Christmas to you. And a Terry Christmas to you. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. This is a big time of year for advertising in general. Totally. Yep. Into the Christmas season here, of course. Right in the uh, swing of things, Christmas wise, right? Everyone's now. launching their holiday campaigns, and you get some good stuff, you get some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff like companies trying to jam their product message into the lyrics of Deck the Halls. That yep. seems to be the biggest one. Also, every single commercial just puts jingle bells in the background. Just, For oh, no it's reason. Christmassy. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's jingle bells in the public domain, it must be. Yeah, absolutely. We'll pay royalties on that. Yep. I think I heard the worst one yet, though. The worst ad campaign that I've heard yet this Christmas season. One of the podcasts I listen to is sponsored by this company that sells male grooming products. So, like, body hair trimmers and that sort of thing. Yeah. And their campaign this year is Mary Ballsmas. That's got to be intentionally bad, right? Well, it's just awful. Mary Ballsmas, honestly. It's some awful ad copy. Like, Man, what? we always talk about how every every holiday you shoehorn these types. And it's yeah. like, no, some of them work. And then other, no, that's awful. I'd put Ballsmas in the doesn't work category. I'd say so. What is Ballsmas? That- what is that? It doesn't even come close to working linguistically. It doesn't. It's, it's got to be a joke. Like, come on now. That sounds like a terrible holiday. No, 
like deck the balls with boughs of holly would work a lot better. You're even all, that, it's right? already better. Right. That's balls miss. I mean, even like tits miss works pretty well. No, no, it doesn't. Balls it's more, it's better than balls. Mary miss. balls come miss. on. Jeez. What did you get for me? It's balls. Oh no. That's awful. I will not be celebrating balls miss this year. Although maybe Mary tits miss would work, you know, it's better than balls. Miss, and Mary tits both, miss to you. <laughs> both of your suggestions were better than balls. Miss. I don't get it. No, come thank on, you guys. to balls. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I keep seeing these posts about the sexiest men alive. I guess, you know, people released that list yeah. semi recently and people just keep talking about it. No. Do you think this is the sexiest man? No. And who was it this year? Patrick Dempsey, I think won this year. Which I was like, well, Pat- how old's Patrick Dempsey? He's an old, like, they're doing this. They're they're skewing a he's bit. Fifty seven. He's an yeah. old dog. This is what they're doing now. Good for him. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it caught me thinking, who would you say is the sexiest man alive, Beckler? I always find it fun to ask guys what, like, straight male friends of mine, what they think is the sexiest man alive. Because I find it's a little different than it women do. D- it would differ, wouldn't it? Because you look for different things. I think so. Yeah. I'm curious. What, who would you say right now is the sexiest man alive? When I think about this, I think like, okay, if I could, tr- if I could trade bodies with somebody, who would it what be? What body would you? Who would trade? I like to look like? Yeah. Okay. And I would say maybe Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's I mean, they cast him as one. Thor for a reason, right? Yeah. Him or like... Has Chris Hemsworth maybe, won Sexiest Man Alive? I don't know. Interesting. Maybe should, Idris Elba. Okay, yeah. Can't go wrong with Idris Elba. Also no. in his 50s. Still a god as well. Yeah. Uh, also, just recently in the NHL, they were honoring Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, and he I've always a been a Henrik Lundqvist fan. Good looking man. He's a handsome gentleman. He sure so. is, Yeah. The bodies, the God bodies. Who's got the God body that I can... Who would you, who would okay, you interesting. say? For sexiest man alive yeah. or woman? Sexiest... Both. M- I, I have to be honest with you. Chris Hemsworth is right up there for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, when I was There's growing up, wrong with him. Brad Pitt, like always was just, and it's still when I see um, him in roles, like I'm, oh God, Brad Pitt. I, I don't know if it gets much better than that. You know what he's I mean? 59. Yes, which is crazy. Yeah. And he still looks damn good. So maybe him or Chris Hemsworth. I'd okay. Say, for sure. Yeah. He's okay. kind of the newer version of me. Um, and then I was thinking, yeah, for a sexiest female, sexiest woman alive, just because I'm a girl. And I was like, to do that same exercise. Uh, it used to, Angelina Jolie always is one of the ones. The latest though, I watched the Barbie movie, Margot Robbie. She's, yeah, she's kind of the new addition to my list for the current, you know, sexiest woman alive. I think seeing her in that, I'm like, geez, she is. She yeah. had a really big moment a few years ago, didn't she? What what movie was it where she was everywhere? Yeah, she was the Halloween costume, Suicide of, Squad. That yeah, was one. yeah, the Halloween costume that everyone had in the world. Yeah, Harley and Quinn. Her, I was like, bah, I don't know, but then seeing her as Barbie, I'm like, okay, Margot Robbie is unbelievable. So, so. Margot Robbie is very what you might consider a traditionally good-looking woman, right? Yeah. Whereas Angelina Jolie's kind of weird-looking. I think there'd be some people who could, who would be uh, on either side of that one, yeah. right? Yeah, interesting. Blake Lively, another one, big fan. And okay. she's, she's fairly traditional. But yeah, she's another one that I see often. I'm like, she just has something about her, just gorgeous, like little... She's got a little twinkle in her eye, too, a little a little zazz when she looks at you. And you're like, oh, you can see my soul. <laughs> my list is constantly changing for women. Okay. It's often like the female lead in whatever show I'm watching right now. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? <laughs> Again, with Barbie, my, my just recently, because I watched them. Okay, yeah. so who would it um, be because of that? It's funny, because Emily Blunt was on my list. Okay. And then she fell off. 
Why? And the, I don't know. Just because oh, I was watching time. something else probably. Yeah, and then we just watched that movie Pain Hustlers on Netflix and she's in that. And I'm like, Emily Blunt is back on my list. She's back? So, she's, she's back. back. Welcome back to the list, Emily Blunt. I'm glad she's back. She'll it's be good. thrilled to hear the news. She will be. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Flowers by Miley Cyrus came on the other day. Yeah. And uh, every time I hear that song, I just can't help but think about how much her voice has changed. Like, it is dramatic. And it, it's a medical thing, right? Like, she uh, she has something. I forget the name of this Oh, I thought thing. it was just from partying. Yeah, well, I thought it was hard living that changed her voice. I think it's part partying as well. But uh, she did acknowledge that there was something that had happened that made her voice change even more so. But, like, here, just this is her, if you remember her early years. But Been in the dark too long. When something's not right, it's wrong. So that's Miley back in her, her country day. So way back when. And then this is her now. We were good. We were cold. And then if you hear her, just jump. That's a significant difference. I think it's even more apparent when she speaks. Yeah. Her, her speaking voice has changed so much. You're right. You're yeah. right. But it got me thinking about, I mean, that's not the only artist whose voice has changed fairly dramatically. There's tons of different options of this and it's funny because sometimes I'll hear something and I'll be like that sounds way different than like they did way earlier yeah. or you'll hear an earlier song by somebody that was recorded you know a bunch of years yes. earlier and you're like oh that's a big change when you when you mentioned this the, the the first example that popped to mind the, the what I would say is the most apparent one is how much Steven Tyler's voice changed that's funny I yeah that's one of the examples I thought of too because yeah. when I first heard dream on I wondered if maybe Aerosmith had got a different singer. Yeah. But even a few a few years later, he was sounding more like the Steven Tyler that we know. Totally. Those are only two years apart. That's crazy. He sounds so different. So I don't know if he was just like finding his voice or. Yeah. Uh, another one is Elton John. If you th- if you listen to early oh, Elton John. Yes. So those are a couple options of early. In this weakness, it's it's so very different. Right, and he's got very that. Very <laughs> Later on. So that's another option, too. Yeah. I mean, perhaps the most obvious, and everybody will probably bring up Tom Waits. Did his voice change a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. So he's always had raspy. This is old. This is old Tom Frost. And then you can hear. Oh, <laughs> as he's talking like he gets more and more and more raspy as Rasp- time goes on yeah and that seems to happen to lots of people with raspy voices we even know people in radio who yep. had slightly raspy voices and it just seems to like work on itself then right and totally like get raspier and raspier and it's funny because i mean human voices do naturally change with age as well yeah. right so that's the thing is you'll hear yeah singers way later and you're like well they sound way different like stevie nicks i always thought had different sounds in her voice but then i was listening back and i'm like i think it's just age like here's two this is early and right so a while back and i saw and then now climbed a mountain and i turned around wow so you can hear that it's raspy, but I'm like, that's just, I think, age-related, right? Like, And it's weird to think that your voice wouldn't change with age. Yeah. Everything else about your body changes. Yeah, so you get hair you? in weird places, so your voice changes along with that. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of neat to look at some of them that are dramatically changing. And then there's stylistic changes as well yeah. that you can come up with. But yeah, uh, it's interesting to for Miley. Whew, that one's the biggest dramatic difference, and I think. And you're sure it's not just partying, hey? 
She said she has. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. It's funny because I was actually listening to one of my old demos from radio, and actually I have a couple of them, and they sound so different as well. Uh, one of them was when I was first starting out in radio, and you have this thing that you do in radio where you you kind of, ha- it's almost like a phone voice at first, right? You put on the fake voice, whether it's the fake announcer voice, or for me, it was kind of just softer, like, ooh, I'm a sexy lady voice. So I've got one demo that sounds more like that, and then I have another demo from radio from after my my time in Regina and uh, yeah I I partied a lot yeah we went out a lot and I was hacking darts and drinking a little too much and when you hear my voice in that demo it's it sounds pretty rough I couldn't believe it I was listening back and I was like did I record this when I was extremely hungover I just I sound like I've had a whole bunch of whiskeys and it was a it was quite funny so yeah there was quite the difference even in my voice depending on the time in my career so it, it, it is natural for your voice to change I, I really want to find that Regina demo again though so that I can play it on the air because it's hilarious like I sound like a real Terry hey I'm Shana it's probably for the best for everybody that I got out of that city God bless it though and all the Terry's involved with all those partying days, it would have been awesome if I had a Shane Holmes home as well because, of course, they have next-level soundproofing, meaning that you can party all you want and you can sound like this as loud as you want. And uh, it doesn't matter because, seriously, you can't hear a thing even though they are duplexes like that. Also awesome because they offer affordable customization. So if you want your house to look a certain way, you can actually move walls and do all that stuff. And it's done very affordably. Seriously, you can afford to do that unlike some places where you need a budget of millions and millions of dollars to do so. All the details, of course, are at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I like how we've started to talk about TV tropes beyond just TV. Yeah, like tropes in life. Life tropes, life tropes, tropes in other venues. Mm-hmm. Yesterday you mentioned the trope of flipping tables when yes. someone's super angry, which we discovered maybe isn't after actually a trope after all because we got quite a few messages from people who have either flipped tables themselves or experienced a table flipping. Yeah, you and I had never experienced or done it ourselves, no. so we assumed that it didn't really happen in real life, but there were a few people who were like, oh, we've witnessed it. I'm like, okay, apparently it, it's not a trope. That's on yesterday's podcast, if yes. you missed that. We also talked about Jesus flipping tables, which happened in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Uh, here's an interesting advertising trope that I've noticed, though. In any truck ad, an ad for a truck, yeah, where the truck is shown pulling a trailer, mm-hmm. the trailer will be an Airstream. It's always an Airstream. You're and right. I noticed this because I love Airstreams, and I would like one. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what brand of truck it is. In the commercial, it will be pulling an Airstream. Now that I'm envisioning the commercials, you're right. Yeah, it's always an Airstream. And I think that's for a few reasons. I think, well, Airstream is famous for their like build quality and yep. their value retention and their longevity. So I could see I could see brands wanting to align with that. Yeah. They're like, yes, this is a quality product, and so, so are we, that right? Uh, also, Airstreams are silver, and they don't have a lot of like logoing on them, right? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, which always makes it more complicated as well. Right. So you can have it kind of, it's an identifiable thing, but you don't have that big logo. When right. It's comp- yeah. And even just like it's it's a sleek silver looking thing as totally. opposed to a lot of the you know, like trailer stuff. Bullet. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to I mean, lots of travel trailers have like their own designs on them and stuff, right? And the big logo. And Smart. So they don't have to worry about that if it's pulling an Airstream. So I think those are the two reasons why you always see trucks and commercials pulling an Airstream. Well, there you go. Now we know. And it makes perfect sense. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Beckler, you're a big bath man, right? 
The Bathman, some would say. Mm, my dad still puts you, uh, it's, it's up for debate. The Bathman. The Bathman. Um, and I love a good hot bath or shower myself. And I'm in a new building now, and I have a bit of a bone to pick with them because they clearly govern how hot the bath water can go. Is that the water out of all taps? Out of all taps. It only goes a certain heat. Oh, that's I, a bummer. I've got to be honest with you. When you're really chilled and you have a hot bath, like I want it hot. You know what I mean? Like you, and your body almost adjusts as you have a shower, and then you just kind of keep clicking it a little bit, a little bit hotter. Yeah. And I can't do that with this building. Oh. To the point where it it doesn't unchill me, and it's so sad because there's been days where I've been outside and you just you want that hot bath, and I'll go in and it's it's not warm enough to actually make it so that it actually gets that chill out of my bones. Never. So it's. I mean, it's not like people are just using all the hot nope, water. I mean, you never. live in a huge building. I don't know what, what using all the hot water would look like. Nope. But. And uh, I'm in this building. It's called a Leeds building. And point of it is that they um, they have water conservation. Uh, there's certain energy that they use that's less than other buildings. That, like they have, they've won awards for what they do. And clearly this is part of it, right? Is not allowing you to get your water super hot. I appreciate that it's good for the environment, and I get all that, and this is an extremely first-world problem that I also understand, but it's just, it's the first place I've ever lived where I'm not, I I can't get my water to get that hot. Is it better for the environment, though? I mean, if you got to have a longer, cooler shower. Yeah. As opposed to a quick hot one. It's sad. It's one of those things. Like, I love this building that I moved into, and it's it's the one thing, the one complaint I have is I'm like, I I just want my water a little hotter. There's there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it? No. You could like boil water and put it in the bath, but that's. I did think about that, which yeah. is crazy. Shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't when you're have to do paying that. Whatever you're paying for rent, right? But I was so, wondering if, like, down the line, this is going to be a thing where, like, they're, you know, these buildings are going to try and continue to conserve, conserve energy and more so and more so. And eventually it's like, no, no, we don't do warm showers here, cold only. Yeah, cold water only. Just to see. Cold so. plunge all the time. Maybe that's why they're pushing cold plunges so hard right now. Maybe. They're getting us ready for a future without hot water. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be too much for the environment so or the energy or whatever it is. And they're going to be like, no, no, cold showers only. The and Shauna podcast. So I'm not sure if you've heard of this new safety shot yet. So the definition says it's the first patented beverage on earth that helps people feel better faster by reducing blood alcohol content and boosting clarity. In other words, it's kind of the first hangover cure that they're claiming is proven it's patented it's a big deal um so the study that was done recently demonstrated that safety shot reduces blood alcohol content within 30 minutes and it also appears to rehydrate you now it's funny because there are a bunch of these hangover cures out there and i think most of them are a bunch of hooey because i'm like if these actually worked wouldn't everybody who was going out drinking actually use them Kind of like male enhancement drugs. You know what I mean? If those worked, don't tell me that every man in the world would not be using them. You know, obviously they don't work. Otherwise, everybody would. But they're actually claiming that this hangover cure does work. They say it's the first clinically proven hangover cure, essentially. So who knows? I'm curious to see. I'd give it a go just to see. But also I was thinking, I was like, is this really a good thing? Like, is this not just going to encourage more binge drinking, knowing that you won't have to deal with the hangover the next day? I'm a bit afraid for Terry's liver. I really am. Like, that's got to be honest here. Although I suppose there are still other good reasons not to drink too, you know, like the feeling of regret the next morning for what you might have done. So unless this pill also gets rid of that regret and, you know, 
prevents Terry from drunk texting his boss, then we're probably still good. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. If you've ever been to St. Patrick's Island or even just driven by the Zoo Bridge, you've most certainly seen the giant metal art sculpture towering above. It's 24 meters high and consists of four long metal poles with street lights affixed to the end. This sculpture's official name is Bloom. The idea for a piece of art at this location came to the city in 2013 as part of a public art competition organized by the Calgary Municipal Land Corporation. The city was looking to revitalize St. Patrick's Island and the competition required a sculpture that would be visible at night. The aim was to encourage Calgarians to continue to use the island as it wasn't being used as frequently anymore, especially in the evening hours. So of the many applications, a Frenchman named Michel de Brouillon came up with this particular concept. He chose to design a metal flower using repurposed streetlights. The idea, according to the artist, is to combine the beauty of the natural landscape of the park and the urban cityscape surrounding it. But Michel was inspired by a structure in Montreal where he grew up. Montreal has a similar island to St. Patrick's Island, known as Isle St. Helene, and if that sounds familiar, that's because the island was host to Expo 67. On that island, there's a public art structure called Trois Discs, which is French for three discs. It was designed by a famous artist named Alexander Calder, specifically for Expo 67. Michel loved it so much, he decided to use some similar design elements in his submission for Calgary. He wound up winning Calgary's design competition and was commissioned for Bloom. Michel was honored by the decision and says he loves the discussion that public art initiates. And while public art is always a contentious issue, Bloom has been one of the more welcomed displays in recent years. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. A weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.